Hello and welcome to the Writing Hockey Podcast. My name is Seth Robot and this is a project of the Professional Hockey Writers Association where we try to go into the nuts and bolts of being a hockey writer with members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. For those of you who are acronym-minded, the PHWA. Again, my name is Seth Roba. I cover the Pittsburgh Penguins for The Athletic, and I've covered the team for about 10 years now. This is a job I'm pretty passionate about, and I enjoy discussing the details of our business with my colleagues on this podcast. It's been about two months since we last had an episode on this podcast. In the name of quality, I've been trying to line up guests in person. I just think the conversation flows better when you're speaking to the person in the room with you. And plus, you don't run into the technical issues with things such as electronic interference with a recorder when you are on the telephone. Uh, so my apologies for that delay. Hopefully today's guest helps make up for that delay. His name is Eric Stevens, and he covers the Anaheim Ducks for the Orange County Register. Uh, he's someone I've wanted to have on this podcast for quite a bit now. Uh, anytime Eric's coming into town, uh, roll through town, roll through Pittsburgh, uh, I've want, we've had a lot of pretty in-depth conversations about the industry and the business of covering hockey in general. Also, covering hockey in Southern California strikes me as being pretty unique. Uh, another thing that's unique is the fact that Eric is black. He's one of the few members of the PHWA and hockey media in general who is black, and I wanted to speak to him about the experience of being one of the relatively few people of color who cover hockey, a realm that's overwhelmingly white. Um, I also want to talk to him about how he deals with bigotry anytime he encounters it, particularly on the line with social media, and what it was like uh, covering a Ducks team that had three black players on the roster a few years ago. Ultimately, I thought this was one of the best podcasts I've done, and um, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, all right, so you're like on some mega huge road trip, and that, that's not different for you. I mean, you guys from Anaheim tend to go on these long road trips. What's been the last week or two for you like? Geez, uh, the last week, I think uh, most of it was spent in New York City, which is probably the longest time I've ever stayed there. And uh, But by the way, uh, for anyone that has that, that doesn't live there whatsoever, I think after about day three or four, you started getting a little stir crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatsoever in, in in one city, but in any way, it, but it, I think it was actually good to be, see some of the city. I, you know, saw some sites uh, which you don't get to see too often. You know, in, in in this business because you're in and out of city. So I got to see like the World Trade Center Memorial. Uh, got to spend an evening where you got to go to Rockefeller Center and New York City around the holidays is is actually quite a sight. Uh, um, so, you know, in, in that sense, being hunkered down and on that rare occasion um, it was pretty cool because, like I said, you're in and out of different cities on road trips, and as much as people want to think that you have time to, to go see various sites whatsoever, you know, the, the, the job and, and all that, that you do for your media outlet, yeah. It eats it up, and you really don't have that time. But um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's it, it's been good. But those yeah, those six and seven game trips or whatsoever, you, you have to manage just how much how many clothes you're going to carry and how many times you're going to be washing them on on yeah. that different on that twelve or fourteen day trip. Uh, and you you covered all three games in New York or the New York area, the Islanders, Rangers, Devils. Um, just what's the dynamic of? Jumping from different building. I mean, I know they're all within like the span of 23 miles nautically or whatever, right. but they might as well be infinite worlds away from one another. You know what? Trying to get around in New York City. Yeah, no. Well, I I call it. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> to, to really to get around because I know I hunkered down. Um, I I was in Brooklyn for a portion of it, and then I was in Manhattan, and I stayed most of the time by the Garden. 
um, and it's either you're taking uh, you know you're taking the subway to Brooklyn, yeah. um, you're taking uh, the train uh, it, train to Newark, and you know you just have to allow for that extra little bit of time uh, because I mean there's just so many people you know that live in New York City and that require all sorts of tra- transportation and and so yeah if you're in the subway you know you, chances are you're going to be you know you, you're going to have a person r- r- literally right next to you uh, kind of in your personal space yeah. that's just part of the territory with New York City um, uh, it's it's you know it, it's a challenge but I tell you what it's, it's kind of different from you know different from the norm like I said as opposed to you know, you fly into a city, and you know maybe if you need a car or, or not, you use that, or you know it's you know probably more tr- you know traditional, at least from where you know where I come from, yeah. where you have to take a car literally everywhere. Um, you know, and that's that makes it different when, uh, but I but to me, I think it's kind of fun uh, for that aspect. We don't have yeah. we don't we don't have too many subways, uh, <laughs> you know, or at least I never have to take them back in SoCal. So, um, you know, that that makes it kind of interesting and, and different from the norm. How, how much does the time difference throw you off? Not only just every day waking up, eating, but from deadlines perspective. I mean, you guys are your deadlines are later than ours here on the East Coast. What's What's the time difference, especially yeah. for three, you know, five or six days or whatever it might be? Yeah, you know what? I think the big, uh, really the biggest thing, um, you know, when you first say when you go from west to east, you know, uh, naturally the most noticeable thing right away is is that, um, you know, it's it 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 becomes eleven o'clock on the east and yeah. you're nowhere near tired. I mean, yeah. you're just wide awake. <laughs> and uh, so, you, you you know, you have to make that adjustment um, in in terms of, uh, for whatever reason, you know, being up at 3 a.m., um, you know, or, or, or so, uh, you know, to, you know, trying to go, trying to go to sleep at a somewhat normal hour. Um, I know as I've gotten a little bit older whatsoever, I've, I've found that, um, yeah, sure. There's days when I can still operate on an hour or two hours of sleep, but usually it hits you that that following day. You, you, you're good for a while, maybe yeah. for for a good 24 hour period, or, or, or perhaps a little bit more. But it's it, at at some point you crash. So um, no, it, yeah, it, it's it, it's interesting, you know. And, and I think from a, you know from a you know newspaper you know media outlet standpoint, certainly you have the. The, the bonus or the advantage um, of having extra time, um, you know, to say file, and and that's where I sort of you know am, am able to enjoy it because I feel like um, when I'm on the East Coast, I feel like I have just that little bit extra time to kind of craft, um, you know, a, a story more to what I want to write as opposed to when you're just up against deadline and you're just trying to you know, really do the best you can with yeah. the details and, and throw in a quote or whatsoever. And just hope it's semi-coherent. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that, you know, transitional paragraphs that actually transition, yeah. <laughs> you know, that actually flow from one to the other. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but uh, but actually, though, you know, Seth, I don't... I, the way things are done now these days, you know, with the, the, the people, you know, the editors back home, they don't want you to use those three all three hours up and, yeah. and filing a story no, no. at, at, at uh, you know at, t- at 10 p.m. they want to be able to get your story out of the way so that they can deal with uh, you know the games that are on the west coast um, so you don't have as much time as you think 
uh, or it would think. But you still have that little bit extra. And as we know in this business, five minutes, an extra five, ten minutes or so can mean a lot in terms of how you want to craft your story. Yeah. As you may have heard there, a Zamboni was starting to roll through there, and um, Zambonis and audio uh, do, don't always mix very well. So we had to cut this portion of the interview short a bit and duck down to the media workroom down below where it was a lot more quiet. So if the audio sounds a little bit different, that is why. Uh, without any further delay, here's the second part of our interview with Eric Stevens. Um, how unique is covering hockey in Southern California, specifically the Anaheim market? I mean, I know LA is part of that, but it's, probably, it's pretty much worlds apart from the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. How unique is it covering hockey in Anaheim? Um, well, I'll tell you what, uh, made from a fanboy-based standpoint, I mean, they, they, they really are two different uh, ones. And, 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 you know, a lot of it, too, is, you know, based on um, whether it's geography or, you know, there really is a difference. I mean, Orange County really is its own... I don't know what the right word would be. I mean, it's enclave is kind of small. I mean, it's Orange County is a, is a vast area, um, but it you know, a lot a lot of people that live there. I mean, they they view themselves as as OC residents, and that means not LA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there there definitely is a d distinction. Um, so you know, there is that, but you know, that also helps. You know, that also helps fuel. Um, a, a rivalry, um, you know, which which obviously is sort of natural there with the two teams that are just you know thirty miles apart. Um, but you know, the, the fan bases uh, get get into it as well, and you know there is really some separation. I mean, I don't think you can see. Uh, I compare it to you know. I think there's you know I think there's baseball fans there um, that you, you know you could say maybe. You know, root for both teams and in, in, you know in, in suspects. Maybe one, you know, the Dodgers or the Angels is their favorite. But yeah. you know, if the, the other team did well, sure, that's fine. No, that's not the case with, uh, with you know the Ducks and, and, and the Kings. No, I mean, there's uh, the fan of one doesn't want the other team doing well. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure some of that too is, you know, you're in the same league, same division whatsoever, so there really is, um, you know, fierce competition, direct competition with, you know, within each other. But, um, you know, from, you know, from a coverage standpoint or so, you know, certainly the Kings have been there longer, you know, there's more history. I mean, they've been there 50 years, you know, Anaheim's going to be coming up on 25, um, you know, next season. Uh, you know, and I think with the Ducks, it, they're still in that. They're, they're still in a pro, that process of, say, you know, building that long-lasting long tradition. You know, I think events that, um, um, you know, say for instance, uh, you know, Timo Solani um, had his retired number. He was, he was he's, his number is the first retired um, in franchise history, uh, and the first one that's up in Honda Center. Um, Paul Correa just came back um, for, for the first time after uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame with with Tamu. Um, you know, and seeing some of the seeing some of the former players come back, like a Steve Ruchin, uh, you know, fan favorites uh, from past years. That's where I think um, tradition sort of builds, and and uh, you know, and, and so that's where you know I I think now 
the ducts do have a, a foothold, um, you know, in uh, in the Orange County market, you know, within the league. And I think too, also, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of, I can't, I know, I kind of get long-winded, but um, the fact that they've really made some inroads, um, you know, within the youth market, uh, within the, at the grassroots level, yeah. um, you know, building their, their high school league that, that went from one team to now, I think, believe it's at 49 now in the span of about five years. Um, the fact that they've really committed, made a commitment toward that. You know, I think that's what's going to, you know, create some some deep roots and, and some some long lasting roots, um, you know, with you know within Southern California and, and within hockey, really. Before we started recording, you, you mentioned that you also covered some of the Kings games when they were, I guess, in New York or, yeah. or whatever. Um, what's the difference between covering the two teams in terms of access or uh, dealing with coaches or you know? PR people or, or whatnot. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, well, yeah. I tell you what. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I obviously I regularly cover the Ducks. You know, I just uh, you know uh, just did really a couple of Kings games offhand, but I've done some Kings stuff in the past. Uh, you know, more more so like you know with playoffs or or you know or whatsoever. You know, during their cup runs uh, or so, because I, you know I think one of those years, uh, 2012, the Ducks had missed the playoffs. 2014, obviously the Kings had beaten the Ducks on the way to their second cup. Um, as far as you know, access or so, I know with with Anaheim, and I've been doing it now for uh, really since '05, so I think it's 12 years now. Um, I've never had I've never had any sort of issues, or, or if I ever had an issue, you know, in terms of access, in terms of getting players. Um, or, or whatsoever, I can I can count them on one hand, and if so, it was resolved probably within hours, or yeah. or, or maybe the next day or so. From what I understand, as far as you know, my, my colleagues uh, that have regularly uh, covered the Kings, and from just a little bit of you know the time that that I've been around, I think that the changeover this year. Um, you know, with uh, with John Stevens taking over as coach from Daryl Sutter, um, and Rob Blake taking over as general manager uh, from Team Lombardi, I think there's a little more more of an openness um, uh, now uh, in terms of being more. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, say writer friendly, uh, but this this seems seems to be a little bit more uh, of of an open access. Um, I think with, with with Sutter and Lombardi. Um, whereas it, it it wasn't a case, not necessarily a case where they were just, you know, say anti-media yeah. or, 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 or along the lines, but you know, for lack of a better word, but you know, there seemed to be more of say of a of a hindrance. Um, you know, as, as writers, we obviously want to, you know, cover our teams as thorough as possible for our for our readers who. You know, or we believe are more sophisticated and, and more demanding of thorough coverage, um, and so you know there's going to be natural friction at times, especially when you bring up say subjects or cover stories that say your teams, you know, may not necessarily want to, you know want you to put out there. There's going to be a natural butting of heads and uh, whatsoever from time to time. Um, you know, I've even you know butted a couple times this year with Randy Carlisle. Um, as coach, but it's nothing that that really lingered or so. But it's, it's just natural. It yeah. Goes along with it. Goes with the territory. I think with um, again with with the Kings or so, 
you know, the, the, the change, you know, from, from the, the Sutter Lombardi regime to the Stevens um, Blake one, um, from what I understand from the, everybody that I've talked to whatsoever, you know, has been a beneficial one for, uh, for those who cover it on a regular basis. Um, you know, just a few minutes ago, you know, we talked to Randy Carlisle, it was yourself, myself, and two of the radio broadcast guys here. Um, where I say if Toronto was in town, it'd probably be six deep uh, from just Toronto reporters and some other outlets. Um, do you think teams, those teams, are mindful of maybe trying to sell the sport in what's still a non-traditional market? I know the Kings have been there for fifty years, and Ducks yeah. twenty-five or whatever. But um, do you think teams are mindful of trying to sell the sport in terms of the access they give you? Um, Oh, on a day -day basis. Oh, 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 no, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, because let, let's face it, uh, you know, they're, they're still trying to carve out, you know, or they're not still trying to, but I mean, it, it's it's really every day, honestly. They're, they're, they're carving out their own space in an area where you've got now, you've got the Rams and you've got the Chargers now. So you've got mm -hmm. two, you went from zero pro football in NFL teams to two. Yeah. Um, to you know, college football, USC, UCLA football, Lakers. Lakers are huge in in, in LA. Dodgers, Angels. Uh, you, I mean, the list just goes on and on. There's just so many, uh, you know, so many teams and so so many pro teams in SoCal. Um, so yeah, you know, hockey. As even though you know, I mentioned and I, and I do feel that um, at at some kind of a grassroots level, whatsoever. More fan, there are more fans in SoCal that, that are into it, and and each team has its great fan bases. From a coverage standpoint, though, um, it's still a fight to you know say it's, you know get your it can be a fight to get your stuff on the cover, um, you know on a regular basis or so. You might have a terrific feature, uh, you know, or or say a great or you know real breaking big news story, a huge trade or whatsoever. The, that does the trick, you know, to get on the cover of, of the Orange County Register or, or the, the Los Angeles Times uh, whatsoever. But, um, you know, hockey in the grand scheme of things, you know, uh, in terms of Southern California sports coverage, still has to fight, fight for its place. And so, yeah, I do believe, I know for sure on the Ducks end and in, in dealing with their uh, PR uh, department on a regular basis, they're always looking for opportunities to, um, you know, to, to get their name out there. You know, right now, holiday stories. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know where players go. You know, go to the children's hospitals whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They're always, uh, you know, reaching out to um, us and other media outlets to, um, you know, promote their stories. I mean, and and you know, if, if they didn't, they wouldn't be doing their job. I mean, that's that, that's their job to, you know, to do so, to, to you know, to get their brand out there. Um, are, are the players, like, say, Ryan Getzlaff or Corey Perry, guys who are staples of the franchise, are they mindful of that as well? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know really know as much. I mean, I, I think they do know and they've known that, you know, they play in, in, in a non-traditional market. You know, non-traditional hockey market. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I think more so maybe earlier in, in their careers, um, you know, they were out at you know, say different events or, or, or so. There might be an event at Knott's Berry Farm, or there might be you know, uh, there there or more maybe other team-related you know community events or so. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
So on, on you know on one level, I you know yeah they know that whatsoever. A lot of that though you know tends to fall on the on the younger players or the younger you know up you know who are kind of making their name for themselves you know. Um, but yeah no I, I I don't think it's a thing where they certainly this don't think about it daily yeah uh, you know by any means I mean they're you know they're they're paid to perform they're paid to play hockey they're paid you know to to win games um, you know that's how how you know selling the game I guess you could say selling the game yeah. whatsoever that's pretty far down their list but again I think they do realize um, I think they do that realize that you know they're, they're um, you know they're in, they're in a market where it's not um, it's, you know, it's not hockey 24-7. In some ways, they're appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they realize that at some level, they, you know, they still have to do things, you know, within the community or so to, you know, to, you know, to get, you know, get, get people interested in the product. Uh, not a smooth segue into this, but um, somebody I actually wanted to talk to you for a while is um, you're one of the few people of color uh, mm -hmm. that cover hockey. Um, uh, especially, and even so, on a, on a daily basis, as a beat reporter, um, what's that experience like? Um, it's a good. I mean, it's a great question, Seth. Um, I, I, to to be quite honest, I mean, to be very honest, um, it's something that that I, I don't think about a whole lot, but I do think about from time to time. I mean, I do certainly notice. Um, you know, and, and there's very few of us um, that 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 uh, um, you know that are involved in hockey on you know on a say on a regular basis, particularly writing about it. I know there's um, Tariq El Bashir that, that covers the Capitals in Washington. Um, there's a gentleman William Douglas who writes a, a, a the Color of Hockey um, a website uh, mm -hmm. that uh, you know follow, follows players. Um, of color uh, and does a very good job of that, but yeah, I mean it's few, you know very few and far between. I, I know that you know from my interaction with the, the team specifically, um, I, I I really don't run into any instances at all yeah. where where I feel like I'm being say viewed differently. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 I, and I think some of that, uh, to be quite honest, I, I I kind of take some pride in that because I don't want to be viewed differently. A, um, you know, I I think as someone who naturally didn't come up, say, playing hockey, um, you know, and and was one where this it was say in just in my blood or, or whatsoever. As one who wasn't that type of person. Um, I, I feel, regardless of my color, I feel that I, I, I've had to, uh, you know, or, or wanted to invest as much time as I could in a, you know, learning the nuances of the sport. Sure, I followed, you know, who won year to year and, you yeah. know, watched whatsoever, but the nuances, the, you know, the, 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 you know, what, what, what makes players tick, you know, what, you know, why this play works in this situation and that play doesn't work, that kind of stuff. That's what I really wanted to spend time on in learning because uh, most of anything, I want I wanted people and I, and I still want people to respect, be able to respect me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to go in ever. I've never wanted to go into a situation where where I feel like the person that I'm dealing with 
that I'm interviewing whatsoever ha- doesn't have respect for me. I want I'm going to I'm going to earn your respect. Um, you know, you may not necessarily like what I write. You may like what you, what I write. Whatever, as long as I'm as long as I get it correct. That's all, that's all that's what's mattered to me. But I, but I'm going to make sure that I've earned your respect. And I think, by and large, that that I feel like that I've done that. You know, whether it's you know dealing with general managers or um, you know even talking with owners whatsoever. I, you know, I I feel like um, you know maybe maybe in in my core I might not necessarily be viewed as uh, you know as that say that that writer that 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 followed them from Medicine Hat, <laughs> you know Medicine Hat or uh, Saskatoon or or Toronto or yeah. or whatsoever. But um, I, I I do feel like you know I, I do feel like that I that I can get into any conversation with you know anyone you know for that's that that's say a hockey lifer or whatsoever, and I feel like I can hold my own. Because I feel like I've I've invested that much time, and I think people appreciate, and they see when you do. I think they, they, they especially hockey, because it's you know it, it's I don't know if it's I wouldn't say it's set apart, but I think it's just such a unique sport that I think people see when you've taken the time and when you haven't, and I think that's where some of the respect you know comes from. So, you know, as far as from you know if, to circle back to kind of. From from a color standpoint, um, I'm proud. Yeah, you know, I, it, it, I I am proud. I, I you know I, I and when I see you know say a young person you know that that maybe take interest whatsoever I you know I try to do whatever I can, you know whether they're black whether they're not black whether they're white whatever I, I try to do whatever I can to you know to help. Um, you know that person because uh, you know it's uh, as you know it's it's, it's it's a fun sport to cover the the, the people by and large are, are are good to deal with and um, you know and then there's a lot of great stories and that's at our core is what we are all about is great stories and um, I don't I don't feel like thankfully I don't feel like my you know my color has really gotten in the way in that regard. Um. Last year in the playoffs, uh, and I'm lost to Nashville. Um, and you made a tw- you wrote a tweet about PK Subban, a black person, uh, some idiot out there. And I know someone saying stupid on Twitter, shocking. <laughs> yeah. uh, responded to you with a with just a, a vulgar racist tweet, and yeah. you replied with a eloquent, well reasoned retort, calling him out for his bigotry. Um, how often do you encounter something like that? either in your daily life or in your personal life? As you mentioned, you know, yeah. maybe not so much professionally, but right. in a personal life, just how prevalent is that on a day-to-day basis? Um, it's thankfully it's not, um, and in, and so you know, and in some ways, when I when I do it, I'll I'll pick a spot, and and it's just really just just highlighting that that this you know that mindset is still out there. Yeah, you know. And uh, you know, as much as we want to think that we've you know come real far, <laughs> you know, in terms of tolerance and and, and whatsoever, you know, it uh, especially you know, and, and Twitter can certainly bring out you know, uh, you know, it can bring out people's real feelings. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, and 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 so in in that sense, I maybe use that to kind of highlight. Yeah. 
You know what? And, and typically, as you, as you know, Steph, how many, how many, whenever you see comments like that, uh, how many of them have their names attached to it? Zero. <laughs> or an avatar yeah. or anything identifying them. Yeah, yeah. These, uh, what, do we, what do we call them? Twitter, uh, I don't know. The, trolls. Or yeah, whatever. right. No, not even trolls, but I mean, you know, it's like this, 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 it's almost like liquid courage or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that allows people to spout off, um, you know, it's, you know, spout off things. Person, you know, I don't, Honestly, if I get something like that, like I think one time I got, um, thinking offhand, I think one time I got, it was something like along the lines like a monkey reference, uh, either a monkey reference or a banana reference, something along those lines. Um, I laugh. I, I, I honestly laugh because I, I just I just think, uh, it, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> For you know how old, you know how old are you? It, it's almost like it's really is this the best that you can that you can bring? Is this the best that you that you can do? Yeah, you know and and but but I'm also when I like you alluded to, um, I'm not gonna re I'm not gonna reduce myself to this person's level that decided to spout off, you know, some nonsensical, um, you know, thing. I mean, if it Hey, if it if it if it makes it seems like I'm above them, well, maybe I'm above that person. Yeah. Because I'm not going to reduce myself to that level, you know. I, but but you know, I, I like I said, I'll, I'll pick a spot. Thankfully, it, it does not happen too often, and typically it it only occur, you know, in in like a playoff series because that's where you know you know passions, you know, it it, it get things get real fueled up, fan bases sort of kind of go at each other a little bit. You know, it gets to be rowdy, and I'll tolerate. I will tolerate much. Um, I, I'm not one of those where I'm just going to start blocking everyone whatsoever. I, I, I'll tolerate much up to a point to where if you start to get kind of abusive, or if you get, you know, or or, or if if all you can do is curse, <laughs> if that's literally all that you can do, um, then I will, you know, send a thing that says, "Hey, look, either take me out of your thread." Um, you know, and then you can go bicker back and forth, whatever with whatever you know <laughs> fan that you're yeah. arguing with. Take me out of your thread, um, or just you know block. I'll be honest. I think I've blocked maybe five people. Uh, you know, yeah. I've you know, and and some people, some some will just say, hey, look, I'm I'm you know, forget it. I'm no, I'm. I, I don't, you know, I, I want people to express their views, but yeah. you know what? There's there's a way to there's a way to express it, and, I, and trust me, I, I do not mind people critiquing me or or you know, you know, criticizing. I do do not mind that one bit. Um, some some of that can you know can even be you know a little bit healthy, but but you know there's there's a way to go about it, and there's you know there's a way that that that. You can go about it smartly, and I can certainly respect someone that goes about it very smartly a lot more than, you know, someone calling you a monkey or something. Yeah. Uh, one more question about wrestling. You know, we'll get to the end here, but um, a couple of years ago, the Ducks had, I believe, three black players on the roster: Chris Stewart, Devonte Smith, Kelly, and Emerson Eden. Um, right. Well, did that create a different dynamic at all for you at all, or were they just hockey players? Um, you know, I I think, uh, you know, for the most part. You know, the, the, uh, 
for the most part. I mean, they're hockey players. You yeah. know, they, they, you know, they, the three of them come from different backgrounds. Um, you know, there might be, you know, I, I think there's something that that's a little unspoken, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I know with in in Emerson Edom's case because he's from Long Beach, um, and I had gotten to know him, you know, even before he had gotten was drafted by the Ducks. You know, there was maybe a little bit uh, more of a uh, more of a connection there. In fact, I, the irony was yeah. that I, I I would run into him in Long Beach, um, <laughs> like uh, I think ran into him like once or twice uh, over different summers. So, you know, there was there was a little bit of a unique connection there. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, it's you know, it's not like it's not like we're in, we're in, it, not like we're in the uh, room high fiving each other or, or you know or, or, or you know giving bro hugs or you know things of that nature. Um, I think though I, I don't know how they would feel, but you know certainly if they are successful, I think you know I, I, you do take a little bit of pride. In it. I'm, I'm going to be human. Mm-hmm. You know you, you don't. There's there still are relatively few um, players of African descent. Um, or color whatsoever in this league. Um, so when they succeed at stuff whatsoever, yeah, I mean, I'm again, I'm human. You know, I'm not trying to be biased or anything. Yeah. But there's, there's, you know, there, there is a, a little bit of a, a, a pride aspect of, to it. Um, you know, whatsoever. And I, I, I don't know how they would feel if you know at, at all if if they you know see me as uh, you know you know hey you know there's somebody. You know, somebody that, that that writes that looks more like us. I, you know, I don't know, uh, yeah. and I and I don't pretend or to, you know to, to get into people's heads or you know or whatsoever. But I know I got along fine with them. In fact, I see Chris Stewart. You know, uh, whenever you know he's with Minnesota now. Whenever I see him, you know, uh, shake hands, catch up with him. Uh, you know, same with Devonte. Uh, you know, whatsoever. Um, Maybe again, maybe there's you know something that's that's unspoken, um, but I like to I like to think more that it's just being personal, personable, uh, whatsoever, and main, maintaining um, you know maintaining that type of yeah. you know connection you know along the lines. Uh, last two questions, and I always finish the podcast with these two questions. Uh, what do you hate or what do you dislike about this job the most? Um. <sighs> uh, that turnaround of not being able to sleep after games, yeah. <laughs> and then wake, and then then getting up that that five a.m. wake up call to get on a plane somewhere, <laughs> to get yeah. on a plane to wherever. <laughs> um, it's uh, I don't mind tra- uh, I don't mind traveling or whatsoever. I mean, I do it I do it regularly. Um, you know, after it's all it's funny. The start of the year always seems you know kind of kind of cool you kind of you know get into it and then after a while the the, the airplanes and and the airports and whatsoever all starts to blend in and look the same yeah <laughs> or whatsoever um you know uh i mean as far as you know hate uh, uh you know this job whatsoever i mean it takes you know it takes you away from your family um but you know i've got a very loving and very very supportive wife that uh Still puts up with, um, you know, puts up with the occasional news that breaks out during dinner, or, yeah. <laughs> or you know, birthday or yeah, Christmas or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in fact, she's in fact she she she's the one that that, that tells me just 
Take take your computer with you wherever we go. Just take it with you. <laughs> She's the one that tells yeah. me, you know. And I'm like, no, 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 everything's good. <laughs> um, you know, no. So you know, there's there's those you know occasion those those things that you know sort of maybe get in the way of normal quote unquote family time or whatsoever. But um, you know, no, the thing. I mean, the things that I like really are the people. You know, and I still enjoy. I, I still enjoy the, the games themselves. Um, I still writing, enjoy writing game stories. I know, I know it's you know, um, you know, how, game stories. You know how how you know uh, can't think of the right word, but um, you know, with with so many people, you know, so many outlets that do them or whatsoever. I mean, just how you know, uh, you know, how can you tell one from the other? To me, I take it as the challenge of of, of writing something that'll stand out. From everything, every, everything else, and like I said, I mean the people. I would say ninety-five percent of the people, or whatsoever, in, in hockey are are very fine to deal with, um, and, and are down to earth. And um, you know, I've there's they, they say that uh, you know dealing with hockey players, uh, you know, as far as it's maybe the easier than dealing with any players in any of the, any other sports. And I, by and large, I do believe that. And I think you just answered my last question, but what do you love the most? Or do you want to maybe add any amendments to that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it, it, I think, you know, the, the, the grind, you know, I think, I think writers feel it as well. I mean, we're not out there playing. We're not out there, you know, you know physically banging our, you know, Zooming up and down the ice and banging, you know, banging bodies with the opposition, you know, for sixty minutes uh, every other night or whatsoever. But some of those media scums can get me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially in Toronto. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it's you know, there the the grind, you know, can can you know wear on you. I think um, you know some some of the things and like you know what you're doing with the athletic. Um, and whatsoever, some of the different ways to go about um, covering hockey, whatsoever, I think are, are are you know something that we our business you know has really needed to see um, you know for a while because yeah I mean there's there there are certainly people that are very interested in what changes are going to take place on the fourth line. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are people that want the nuts and bolts, and I'm by no means am I, um, you know, saying that that's not important or you know or, or anything. That sort of coverage, that that detailed coverage, you know, that the, the the not just the A prospect in the organization, but the B and C prospect, uh, you know, whatsoever. Uh, you know, there's certainly value in that, but I think you know, looking at you know, looking at the broader picture on stuff, you know, weaving in, you know. Stuff that's more, you know, about analysis. Why certain you know things occur? Why you know? Why does a team, you know, not, not that that's winning that maybe is ripping off a fifteen two and one run? You know, going beyond, you know, just why they're winning games. What is it? You know, when you break things down, um, that kind of analysis. Um, you know, even a you know opinion. Um, and just you know being able to you know say maybe just weave together just great stories where you can just kind of sit back 
you know, maybe be with the subject for, um, you know, a couple days, perhaps even a couple weeks or so, um, to tell narratives. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many great stories out there, um, you know, and, and, and any outlet that's able to um, not only cater that, but even foster it or whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's great because you know in, in this age I know there's you know there's there's people that um, you know that they just want their stuff instantly and you know whatever they get over 140 or now 280 characters but Ooh. but even then yeah I know um, but even then you know if they get that they're good yeah. you know they're 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 fine with their day uh, whatsoever but I do think that there are people um, that still you know, they st still want to read good stories, good in-depth pieces, narratives, um, whatsoever. I do think that there, there still are people that, that are out there that want that, that read it, and I think that's what sets it apart. Um, you know, that's, that sets stuff apart from, you know, the, the, you know, the quote-unquote everyday stuff. Um, that's, that's something that uh, I think I would uh, certainly I try to get into whenever I can, and certainly I would like to get into more of. And I think that we do need more of it, more of that because um, you know it's it's tough to catch eyeballs now. It, yeah. it, it, it's tough to it's tough to get you know people to you know to to to, to click on you know to you know whatever you're writing or, or, or whatsoever to attract attention. You know you got to be able to find something that's just going to set you apart. And so I think that's those are the kind of stories um, that we you know that that we need you know not only in just you know in hockey but really, you know, really in all the sports. I mean, there's there's so many you know because because sports just kind of weaves into you know different things whether it's entertainment you know politics you know even as you know as much as you know some people want to keep that totally separate it it's 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 a weave it's 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 to me it's all part of our our you know American human, even human experience. Anything that's going to tell those stories, I think, is, is welcome and appreciated and really needs to um, be fostered. Thank you to Eric. As we mentioned in the conversation, he was at the end of a really long road trip here on the East Coast. We met up at the Penguin Practice Facility in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, which is about a half hour north of downtown Pittsburgh. And even though he's probably road weary and he was carrying half his closet around with him in his suitcase, as well as some Christmas gifts, he was more than willing to give me upwards of 40 minutes after the Ducks practice here this past Thursday. So I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful he was willing to get into a pretty heavy subject such as race. It's a delicate subject, particularly given the current social and political climate. And I was just curious to see how Eric looks at things, especially given his experience as a hockey writer. His work can be found on the Orange County Register's website. And on Twitter, he's available at Iceman Cometh. What a great Twitter handle. Man, that's I-C-E-M-A-N-C-O-M. E-T-H. Uh, if you have any questions for me, feel free to tweet them to me at Seth Roarbaugh. That's S-E-T-H-R-O-R-A-B-A-U-G-H. And the PHWA can be found on Twitter at the PHWA, and we're on Facebook as well. Thank you for listening.